that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to another special edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk and of course Bet Victor. Um, it's Dermot Nolan and Dean Ryan at the Cheltenham Festival. Uh, day three is done, Dermot. Well, it certainly is uh, turned out to be a great day, and but after the first race, I, I was uh, quite pessimistic about how the festival. Well, if go. we talk about how your week has gone so far, we've had a few very close calls, like Sevilla dinner, uh, Dane, um, then Minella Indo, oh, which was a killer, yeah, the yeah, Napa festival, yeah, that one hurt, um, and then of course we got to the Martian Novices chase. And uh, Sam Crow touches Mellon off on the line. I'm still convinced Mellon won. Yeah, there was absolutely nothing in it. I thought just Mellon was outstanding the way he jumped. He attacked every single fence. Um, I just thought jumping the last, he had it after Sam Crow made the mistake two out. One of the races, the best races you'll ever see, to be honest, the two of them sitting down. It was down. brilliant. David Russell kitted Sam Crow into it, gave an absolutely superb ride, and Faheen ran an absolutely valiant race in third. But yeah. When uh, when Mellon lost, I thought, you know what, I might try and change my flight here and go home because this is just the way this, it's going to go. This yeah. isn't working out this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sam Crow beating Mellon, beating Forheen, who also ran a big race. Great to see the twelve-year-old get home in one piece and put it up to those other ones. Hundred percent ran an absolutely huge race. He's a, just a legend of a racehorse. Um, they were they bowled along first of all, but then Mellon took it up. Uh, but Forheen just ran his typically brilliantly brave race. I'd imagine he'll have a swan song a punch down if. If indeed punches and goes ahead, I'm sure we'll we'll see. And uh, but he's been an amazing horse, and uh, what a journey he's brought them all on. Yeah, I think he can still win another race, whether it be that Powers race at Fairy House or something like that at Punchestown. Um, just just a brilliant, brilliant start to day three. Um, it was turning into the the Gordon Show as it has done all this week, of course, Gordon Elliott and uh, Dermot. I have to take my hat off to you, Cider Burley, a ten to one winner of the Potemps. Yeah, absolutely thrilled. Barry Garrity gave this horse. Um, Anyone that hasn't watched it back, which I completely understand, if you haven't, just watched the ride. It's absolutely outstanding. Um, halfway through the house, halfway through the race, side of Burley does what he usually does, and he uh, he makes a few purlers. But Barry Garrity never panics, sits in him, and coming to the last, when I saw the storyteller was travelling better, I just knew Barry Garrity inside of Burley without battle him. Only three pounds higher than last year, you know. It's kind of one of them afterwards that that you, you think was an obvious winner, and thank God I was delighted to finally come out on the right side of a battle. Yeah, and a Gordon one too. And to see him celebrating after the race where he's dancing up and down, I mean, he had some start to the day, uh, of course, with Cider Burley, the storyteller, 2A per me, who Stephen Cass put up at a massive price yesterday on the podcast as his bet of the day, ran a huge race in third, and third wind was back in fourth, the unplaced favourite there, relegate, and that was the per temps. As we moved on then, uh, my nap of the meeting and my charity bet, of course, from the preview night with Bet Victor was Min, and it looked a little bit hairy right at the end. Perhaps he doesn't quite get the full distance of that trip, but his class really told. His class really told. His jumping was absolutely outstanding. Uh, Paul Townend wanted to force it the whole the whole way through. Really, he took it up from Frodon, and Frodon just wasn't a- able to keep going at the pace. It was just a much better race this year. Uh, Gavin Sheehan, who obviously had a great day, gave St. Calvinos an amazing ride. But yeah, Min was the definition of a horse's class getting him home as opposed to anything else. What did you make of Aplutar's run back in third? I mean, it, it's clearly a very good horse. It's just Min is just got touched more class. And because Aplutar was trying to kind of bowl along with Min at certain points, St. Calvados was able to come and pick up 
second place. That's it, yeah. The real two-mile pace of Min just, I think it just kind of cut out a Plotard and laid on that, that horse had done an awful lot by that point. But Min... He, He's just a better horse. Unfortunately, when they went to take it on, they, they absolutely nearly set it up for the closer in St. Calvados, who's ran an absolute career best by a mile. But um, Min was just good enough in the end. If only for Manella Indo, just kind of wandering around and getting touched off by champ, we would have got three charity bets about three so far on the preview night. Okay, let's move on to the stairs hurdle. Um, Liz Nagar Oscar at 50 to 1, one for Rebecca Curtis and Adam Wedge. You always get a 50 to 1 winner at the Cheltenham Festival. I would, you would have given me 100 goes. I would not have said it was going to be Liz Nagar Oscar in the stairs. No, um, I, I've only seen one tweeter there actually who, who had him, uh, was the only person that, that, that I've seen. There was a, a deafening silence. It was Killian Broderick on Twitter who had been on about this horse for ages and he won today for him, which is absolutely an amazing touch. But the, the pure deafening silence around Cheltenham kind of told its own story. Nobody expected it. Uh, Paisley Park, just, I'd say something went wrong there as opposed to anything else. He was he hit his flat spot, which we kind of expected. He got murdered a couple of times trying to make his move and he's quite a tenacious horse. And I wonder whether that just kind of upset him a little bit because he didn't follow through with his effort. You expect him to hit the flat spot. Yeah. You expect him to get shuffled along. The Apples Jade went some pace at the front end and it looked like Aidan Coleman was very comfortable most of the race until then it started to go wrong. It did exactly, but it was just that that unfortunate case laid on where she just he just couldn't get Paisley Park out and I think today more than anything I think Paisley Park hit that flat spot and didn't come out of it yeah. and that was there. there's always a chance with horses like that 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 will happen and I think when he hit the flat spot as well as at the stairs this year was probably just uh, maybe a bit more full of kind of better horses and Apples Jade stretched him and then it, it just opened it up for everything else it, it was just a weird race um, Liz Negroska huge for Rebecca Curtis who's had a tough few years of it um, absolutely Tremendous for her, but Paisley Park, yeah, just a bit of a head-scratcher, really. Huge day as well for Adam Wedge. Well done to him, winning such a big race at Chantler Festival. Ronald Pump back in second, we must give a mention to. And I managed to find the third with Bacardi's. Yeah, I see a brilliant run, Dean. And uh, hey, Paddy Mullins, too, looked the winner. He was travelling and travelling. Absolutely yeah. looked the winner. And a big shout needs to go as well to the second Ronald Pump, uh, Matthew Smith. What a trainer he is. And to deliver this horse, who was novice chasing this season and then finished second in the Pretemps trial, and then to run him in the stairs hurdle, Brian Cooper booked. They 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 backed him as well in the twenties, and uh, I thought jumping the last that he was going to win, but Liz Negroska just toughed it out. A couple of shouts to give out to uh, to Keith Donny, who of course on Bookmakers.co.uk managed to find the first three winners in a row and give a good mention to Ronald Pump and also to Stephen Cass because when I asked him yesterday on the podcast, uh, Paisley Park can't get beaten, can it? He said it could and it did. Um, he managed to mentioned the second but he didn't find Liz Nagaraska well done at Killing Broderick and whoever else maybe got involved with that um, you remember Sam Boswell of course on the podcast with us in the run up to Cheltenham telling us that he spoke to the owners of Simply the Bets and of course they had a few chances during the week they said that was their best chance of the week a 100 to 30 favourite winner of the Brown Advisor and Maribel stable plate and uh by God, he was the best horse in the race. It actually, he didn't quite race on the bridle as they like him to today. I think he was a little bit uncomfortable with a few of the fences, which shows just how good he is because he still won. That's it exactly. It was an absolutely superb performance, really. Uh, you could only be uh, really impressed. What a ride from Gavin Sheen as well. So strong at the end. But the horse won a bit snugly. I, like, I don't think he had the best trip round. He, he didn't travel as well as he normally would. Uh, he was kind of behind the bridle rather than on it, but uh, he still ran an absolutely huge race. He, he got to the end, 
a bit of a messy affair. A uh, few horses' chances were completely blown for them or yeah, by them. Yeah. Uh, but he was still the, the winner. I don't think anything might have beaten him really on the day with the way that that he finished and uh, a great story and great for, for Andrew Brooks yeah great ride from Gavin Sheehan to keep his horse right at the front end and out of trouble you know going along the paint route because there was carnage in behind as you do get uh, in these big field races big shout out to Kerry Lee who's happy to even run a huge race in second Mr Whitaker was third and old Grangewood um, who definitely likes this course and was, was in really good form finished back and forth at 11 to 1. So that was the Brown Advisory. Then we moved on to the Mayor's Novices. At this point, Derma, we were getting rather excited about maybe landing the play spot. Um, Concertista was your winner. And gee, she won in a canter for Daryl Jacob and Willie Mullins. In an absolute canter altogether. Um, coming to the last, I thought they'll see that the, the mare I picked out was yeah. actually coming to win. But good God, this horse finished second last year to Eagland Heath Desai, which would make you wonder how Eagland Desai didn't run a bit better in the Cora Cup. Mm-hmm. Because Concertista absolutely dotted up. She was kind of pitched in higher this season and that kind of it benefited her because she was really, really delighted back down in her own class and good God, it was just a brilliant performance. Uh, we don't know what to make of them, but the right two were first and second in anyway, because I think that Dulcito, who didn't jump a single hurdle right, ran some race to be involved even mm-hmm. at the finish. So yeah, no... All good. Big shout out to Rain as well, who finished in third at 100 to 1. I did see a few people actually put that up on Twitter early doors. So well done to them. 200 to 1 and stuff like that, saying that they couldn't believe the price. Uh, when you can't believe the price, you definitely have to get involved. Well done uh, to you. That was the Mayor's Novices and Concertista um, doing the business. And me and you nicked the play spot, didn't we, with Dulcita? 100%. Yeah, it was a great day. The uh, play spot was hard to find. Bacardi's uh, kept us in it. And then Dulcita got us over the line. So yeah, no. Absolutely great day. Uh, you need plenty of luck with those things, but it's nice to land one or two. Um, the Flute Willwin, Willwin, even Flute Willwin, Flute Willwin, Kim Muir, the amateur race at the, in the final race of the day. Gordon Elliott, all um, on the preview nights, has been talking up this Milan native as his nap of the festival. Um, completely forgot about him, to be honest, between you and me, Demo. And, yeah. uh, and then only really realised that he was going to win as he jumped the last very comfortably. Um, he did it very well. And in fact, if you remember, we liked Ravenhill for this exact race they switched Ravenhill to National Hunt Chase and win with that and they kept Milan native in here and win with that as well so uh, that trainer knows what he's doing and what a brilliant day for Gordon Elliott unbelievable three winners and six winners now in total for the festival it's just, he, he's an amazing trainer uh, Rob James rode that horse and he got he, he gave it some ride because speaking of rides I, I still am befuddled by what Patrick Mullins thought he was doing on uh, Fitzhenry the horse never got involved Patrick's brilliant obviously but it was just a very very strange ride but look the best horse probably won it and it was a brilliant ride by uh, Mr. Rob James Kilfillan Cross back in second Bob Marler in third and Planet Attack in fourth my fancy for it Dish Arba I think that's okay Dish Arba jeez I forget we've got to move on from me mispronouncing Irish names Um, finished back in fifth place so I hope you all had a good day on day three of the Cheltenham Festival 2020 we're going to take a quick break here on the race hour and when we come back we're going to take a look at Gold Cup Day Hey, Harry. Hello, mate. Put on something upbeat. I'm useless with music, mate. But if you want to play something exciting, your best bet is to get yourself on that Bet Victor site and check out my new slots game, Harry's Reels. A moustache, mate. I've got to pick up the dinner. Search online for Bet Victor's latest offers. 18 plus. Please gamble responsibly. BeGambleAware.org. Hello and welcome back to the race hour brought to you by, with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk and of course Bet Victor all the way through the Cheltenham Festival. We just had a look back at day three. Uh, there's only one more day to go, Dermot Nolan. Absolutely, one more day. Um, 
brilliant week always cracking week but I always find myself absolutely knackered it's Cheltenham fatigue now isn't it yeah, you, get it, it, you is. get it in the last week before the festival because all you're doing is talking about races that don't start for four or five days and then you get it after two or three days when you've just been out in the elements and we have been um, one more day to go We've had a very good day, but we need to find some good stuff for the Friday. Racing kicks off with the JCB Triumph Hurdle demo. Um, where are you going to go? This is, yeah, this is as tough as it gets. Uh, the money for Goshen is very uh, telling. They obviously think an awful lot of them. 11-4 uh, favourite now with Bet Victor when all the talk was about this much-vaunted, highly-rated Adonis winner solo. Solo, yeah. So obviously the down in Gary's Moors there saying to themselves you know that well Solo might have been good we know our lad is very good so he he is quite interesting I just think the 92 there about all mankind is a very very big price um, beat I think, Cerberus didn't yeah, he and beating, Nordana yeah and beating Cerberus at Christmas is just very very strong form uh, Cerberus obviously the Irish horses I just don't think think they're up to much um, so I'd be absolutely thrilled here to be in all mankind and that price for me at 92 is, uh, is quite big Dean but speaking of big prices I think you have a bigger price I do yeah but before I get on to that I want to ask you whether you're a little bit worried that all mankind hasn't run since then not particularly, no. That was, uh, they've said that that was the plan. They okay. just wanted to keep him fresh and get him here. Um, he, you know, he had all the runs that, that he needs. He needed before that, so anything else might have actually put him over the top. Okay. Um, I like one away from the top four, really. Goshen, Solo, All Mankind and Aspire Tower would be the ones that many people were thinking about. Aspire Tower has now gone to a very big price, actually. 15 to 2, I can see, with Bet Victor. And I thought he would have won at the Dublin Racing Festival, but unfortunately had a rather nasty fall. So it's very tricky back and one that's coming off that fall. Uh, there is nibbles around Force Psycho, and that is my pick, as I told everyone on the preview night. Um, I just think the penny really dropped with this horse, and he was absolutely Paul Nichols's main contender for this race until Sto Solo stepped out and did what he did. The weakness behind Solo... And I'm hoping to see some support with Sir Saika. I think he's a massive each-way price. He's 12 to 1 at the moment with Bet Victor in that triumph hurdle. And that's where I will be playing my money. Should we move on then to the county hurdle, the 210 demo? Um, I think this is one of your better bets of the meeting going here. Yeah, like this is uh, obviously as hard as it gets. I mean, this is a, a phenomenal race, really. Um, St. War of, uh, of Willie Hills... Oh, of Willie Mullins is uh, Willie Hills. Willie Hills. Yeah, what the hell I had in my mind there? But uh, Willie Mullins. This this is a, a phenomenal move on him. Um, he's gone strong favourite now, and like this horse won a Tremor on his last run. Now he couldn't have done it easier, but still, like you know, you're talking about a, a county hurdle. It could just be another one of these big old plot jobs because Barry Garrity is on board so obviously JP McManus Barry Garrity Willie Mullins um, French yeah, recruit like he's 11 to 2 favourite from absolutely nowhere yeah. that's where it's come from in that 210 county hurdle but go on tell us the one that you fancied before you saw this plunge yeah this plunge it is phenomenal really but Mohiad is the one for me like he's on a just a few pounds higher than when he last won it two years ago he's been at nothing all season but that that looks a, a fairly laid out plan by them uh, the skeletons are brilliant in this race they've won a tree from the last four years um, and I just think that he's very well in here and whilst he ran really well here off only off nine pounds higher he's only a few lengths back so he's back down to 143 now uh, with Bridget Andrews back on board as well and I just think it's uh, I think he's a whopping bet 
Okay. Okay. Well, he's twelve to one now with Bet Victor. Twelve to one. I think the market is really reacting to this plunge on Saint Ra or Roy. I want to see Garrity as well. You know, you you are going to be scared. So I think that that horse will probably go off a bit shorter than he should. I think that CL Denurge, the one that Mark Walsh is on, Mm -hmm. has probably done a bit more to this point. Um, and he could just do it being let in a bit more. He ended up being left in front, really. In the bet for a hurdle, and he, he kind of was there on suffering, so mm. he's very interesting. But I, I think just that, think Mohayed is just very, very good. I think you can take that bet fair hurdle form and chuck it away. I thought it was an absolutely atrocious race from the standing start to the way they all finished. But Ciel Dinej is in there eight to one. Uh, the one I like and I've been keen on for a, a couple of weeks, having looked at all the back form and the back class, is Aramon, and he's seven to one second favorite at the moment. Paul Town on the ride that for Willie Mullins. This could be a Willie Mullins benefit though, because it's eleven to two, seven to one, eight to one before you find another trainer. Yeah. You know, so it's it's unreal. Uh, Datsy deserves a mention as well for Gornelli. He's a really highly thought of horse. Running over too short. Two miles is probably too short for him again, but he just wouldn't have got into that Coral, uh, Coral Cup. But sometimes in these races, a horse that kind of stays a bit further is actually what you want. Um, he could be coming late and rattling up the hill. It would be no surprise with the way the Gordonian's horses are going. But again, I'm just, I'm extremely happy to stick with uh, Dan Skelton. Okay, 14 to one is that C. Bet Victor going five places on the county. There was one horse I wanted to give a mention before we move on, but I'm not sure it's going to get in. It's currently reserved. And that is Bullionaire for Harry Fry. If it does get in, I will be keeping that on side. Jonathan Burke, I can see is jocked up, but he will need one to come out to get into the race. So that is the county let's have a look then at the albert bartlett one of my better bets of the week goes but i'm interested to see that now i think latest exhibition has gone favorite for the albert bartlett is that right it most certainly is and i'd say that is a reaction to just how poorly apart from disha Abba today um how poorly philip hobbs's horses seem to be running now, there could be just individual explanations for each of the horses and that could easily be the case but on an overall picture colin tizard and hobbs's horses are not running they have well not fired disha yeah. Abba, as you mentioned there actually didn't quite go through what yeah, it looked like a at the end. yeah so you know i know it's it's an it's an attritional race the race that he ran in and in fact you know if other hobbs horses run well you would have gone well disha Abba's run well as well um but there is that question mark but time hill at five to one i I will not be swayed. That's fair enough. Um, I just couldn't have him. I actually think he's a bit too classy. Can't be too race. classy at Cheltenham. No, uh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, Sorry. I think in uh, Albert Bartlett, you can you just, I think you want to be a big dope of a horse. I think Time Hill's had life quite easy over hurdles um, because of how good he is. But still, he hasn't had that attritional battle yet. We don't know what he'll be like at the end of this when most horses will be screaming to go home. Um, I just point out one bit of form to you. The bumper last year, Abacadabras, Envoy Allen. Oh, there's no doubt the form. You could just follow, follow, follow. But anyway, go Yeah, no, there there can be absolutely no doubt that the the form is ridiculously strong. And look, um, has to have... A massive chance. What price is Old Fury Road now with uh, Bet Victor? Yeah, well, Fury Road, of course, at one point would have been close to favourite for this race, but currently 15 to 2 with Bet Victor are sponsors right now for that Albert Bartlett, and they're paying four places tomorrow. Fantastic. Um, I do think that's that's a bet. He's been well back the last few days, actually, as well. Um, yeah. Keats reported that his work has been just outstanding of late. Um, he's also has that experience now last time where he, he didn't quite run well but he ran the whole way to the line he really tried hard going up and triple suit him latest exhibition is the one to beat his running style will be so well suited he was so good at the Dublin Racing Festival as well where I think the pace was in and out I think he's just his class got him through his, his kind of turn of foot at this trip also gets him through that's it that was a really strange race and I don't think it suited many of them uh, 
Alexia Dane, who's come out of that race and obviously was running very well in the Supreme, uh, completely different race than the Alva Barton, obviously, but he still was running very well. He pulled the head off himself. Uh, Fury Road didn't turn up. So it was an odd race, uh, but he he toughed it out to win it, which is a great sign of things. Paul Nolan's horses are running very well this week. Yep. Brian, Brian Cooper's riding Cheltenham very, very well, as he showed today with... Ronald Prump, he's such a good jockey. You would just wonder why he, he's he's still not getting more rides than well, he does. He's back in the shot window now, so yeah, you know this is, is great. This is great for him, and I wouldn't begrudge latest exhibition winning this race at all. In fact, I'd be quite pleased with it. Although he won't carry my money this time. That's it exactly. Uh, but yeah, no uh, Fury Road. I'm very very happy to stick with, and then the the one at a big price to um, to give a mention to as well is Redford Road. Who I think could go very well here. Okay, Redford Road and Fury Road, but Fury Road very much your pick. And very, very much so. One of my better bets of the week, and I'm just hoping that the Hobbs horses just have individual excuses for the way they've been going this week, and that Time Hill can do what he should be able to do in that race, which is go very, very close. Okay, look, it is the Gold Cup next, and I think we may as well just treat it in race card order. We both know, and I think most of our listeners know, Dermo, that we're quite keen on Santini, but really you were keener than me forever and I've only started to come round to him in the last few weeks. So you're going to obviously stick with your horse. Yeah, stick with it. The the ground drying out a bit today because it was quite warm there. Now it, it did rain a bit as well, but still the, the ground should... I, it's going to be good to soft for the Gold Cup, which is fair. Which is very fair and it'll suit him a bit better because people seem to think that he's a heavy ground horse. Uh, Nicky Henderson is at pains to say since this horse first started um, that this horse will improve on better ground cheap pieces will light him up the way he beat um, the way he won last time beating Bristol de May was really impressive I've been mad about this horse forever um, and I just think tomorrow the stars are aligning that he'll come across and he'll run his race people who are not Santini fans will say that when he beat Bristol de May he didn't look that impressive but what I saw and I was not totally convinced about Santini at the time I thought he'd win that day um, and I expected him to win that day but what I saw was this kind of his ears pricking at the end it's almost like yeah, I got there I got there I think I've done okay and he's he's already looking for the barn so I think there's loads more to come the pieces are actually a very big plus if that lights a fire up underneath yeah. Santini he could put in a kind of performance that could blow you away in a gold cup people think with him and it was the same thing with Don Cossack that time when he was in the King George and Don Cossack fell at the last against Cucart. Yeah. And everyone said, oh, Brian Cooper's working away on him. Mm. He wasn't. He was trying to wake him up. It's and like, that's, on, yeah, that's the difference. Santini. And Nico said it after the race, the most interesting bit he said was, he's a very good horse, but you have to keep at him to keep him alive. And that's, that's, that was like, I think he's the perfect Gold Cup horse. Look, Dell to work, Gordon Elliott could kind of train one of us to win a race this week. It feels like that. Yeah, you know, Alban Photo's there and uh, obviously he could well go out and win again tomorrow. I'm just against him because it's so hard to win two Gold Cups in a row. Um, and after that, to be honest, I have it down between the three of them. I think okay. in translation, just with how bad that the... It's a massive negative, isn't it? To Harry Senior could come happening. out and win tomorrow, and that's forgotten about. You know, well, as the, yeah, I mean, the market has reacted to it. Lost in translation now eight to one. Yeah, which is a, you know a reaction to exactly what's going on this week, and of course, people see the P next to his name from last time. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a it's a bigger leap than it was on Tuesday to now get involved with Lost in Translation. Um, okay, well, there are some other runners in here, Dama. I mean, Chris's dream for Henry de Bromhead, who's had a decent enough festival, of course, with with winners already. Aidan Coleman will ride that. He's a horse that is very hard to know exactly what we're dealing with because he hasn't been running against these horses, been running against inferior horses. He has. Um, like, I'm just, I'm still not convinced that 
he's a Gold Cup horse. He was a horse that wasn't good enough to get involved in a few of the grade one novices last season. Yeah, I mean, he's flopped in grade ones, I think, on at least two or three occasions now. So when they have stepped him up before, it hasn't worked. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, he is a very good horse, obviously. Um, but I just think for a Gold Cup horse, horse, you need to be exceptional. And I just don't think that he is, to be honest... Uh, I think of the horses that they have, I'd find, despite the fact that there's clear staying doubts over him, I think Manley would be the, the better horse there. Okay, okay. I mean, my view on the Irish form is that Delta Work's been falling in in the Savills and in the Irish Gold Cup. And we've had previous um, instances like this. I remember Lord Windermere coming after doing similar in Ireland, falling in in races and then being really good, of course, at the Cheltenham Festival. I mean, like you say, Gordon Elliott could probably train a cat to place in this race, but he's got Delta Work, who looks one of the leading contenders. Um, final mention, really, before we do move on away from the Gold Cup, because we're obviously both going to pick Santini and I hope he wins. Um, Alboon Photo it took Willie ages to win the Gold Cup. Uh, he comes back with a lead-in chance, of course, again, and trying to retain the crown is Albion Photo. Now, he's currently 100-30 market leader with Bet Victor. Yeah, and look, um, as I said, I was all over him last year. A much bigger odds. I absolutely love this horse. He really is brilliant. Um, he, he's a common-sense winner. He's had the exact same prep again, but just I just find horses going back for their second Gold Cup. It's just so hard. I remember Bob's worth trying it after winning Alexis as well and he looked very well in himself and he just kind of never came back from it after that and I just think a Gold Cup leads an imp leaves an imprint on a horse and I think the uh, stats over the last few years will back that up as well. Yeah, sure. Um, a quick mention for Don McLean, of course, who gave his nap of the meeting as Delta Work in the Gold Cup. We said to wait all week for it to run. Uh, we've done very well with the naps from our preview night. Go check it out on YouTube, of course. Um, and that one could be another one if it does work win for Don McLean. But I'm going to stick with Santini. You're going to stick with Santini. Give me your one, two, three, Dama. Uh, one, two, three would be Santini to beat Delta Work and Bristol Demai to grab a place. Bristol Demai to grab a place. I like that. Okay, I'm going to throw a flyer into the mix for the one, two, three as well. I think Santini will be Alboon Photo with uh, Elegant Escape, the outside of the whole field being that one horse that always pops up in a Gold Cup at a big, big price. If it gets really attritional, uh, that will suit him. Okay, we're going to take a very quick break. When we come back, we will be on to the last few races of the Cheltenham Festival 2020. You're listening to the Race Hour podcast, brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk. Check out bookmakers.co.uk each and every day for tips, news and the best odds for horse racing. Looking for a new bookmaker and the best sign-off of us in the industry? You'll find that at bookmakers.co.uk, sponsors of the Race Hour. Hello and welcome back to the Race Hour Special Edition podcast. We're looking at day four of the festival. We've just done the Gold Cup. It's Dermot Nolan and Dean Ryan here, of course, brought to you with bookmakers.co.uk and Bet Victor. Uh, Dermo, straight after that, of course, it is time uh, for the other jockeys to get a go at this Gold Cup trip in the Fox Hunters at 410. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love these races. And the standard of amateur has got so good now as well that you don't really kind of spot much of a difference, really. Um, this is an unbelievably hard race again. I mean, Hazel Hill is back here god almighty was he really good last year um it's it's just an odd race i'm kind of i'm all over the place with it really and i'm not really sure where to where to go with it to be honest i'm just gonna follow in with what david mullen said about billaway that this was the first time that the yard actually bought a horse for this race um he was impressive last time and he just he beat staker wallace at nace as well he's got very very strong potential uh, credentials and Paddy Mullen's gone 
has been second now three times Mellon today by literally a, a nostril hair and yeah. it would be quite fitting for him if he could win one yeah I mean not a race that I ever pay too much attention to I love watching it I do often have a little bet in it and Billaway has been the pick of mine based on exactly the same reasoning why is Willie Mullins and Patrick Mullins aiming to win this and if they are they're probably going to go very close and um, Billaway would be my pick there Don Poley's in the race Dermot. do you remember that was? Don Poley yeah Absolute hero. Uh, I think you'd probably would have wanted now a lot more rain today and tonight for him. Um, and another four miles. But it's absolutely huge to see him there and for uh, for Yates as well. It's uh, a great thing to see. Tom Poli. So Manella Rocco, though, is the market leader for John Joe O'Neill and Derek O'Connor. They really rejuvenate this one. Previously in uh, run really well in gold cups. He's 7-2, Billaway 9-2, 11-2, Hazel Hill. And Staker Wallace at six to one. That are the top four in the betting uh, with our sponsors at Bet Victor. Um, yeah, Billaway, Billaway. That's what we've ended up with for the Fox Hunters. All right, on to the Grand Annual. Um, a cavalry charge over two miles with a huge field, as you would expect, Emma. Absolutely huge field, and it's an impeccably hard race as always. You could land on ten here and come up with nothing. Um, there's a few that are obviously. Very, very interesting at big odds. I thought uh, Jan Matt could run very, very well. Um, he'll need to improve, but the ground is kind of coming right for him. Great field is fascinating for John Joe O'Neill and Jody McGarvey is back on board. The only uh, one who can ride great The field. only one yeah. that actually knows the horse well enough and can actually handle him. And that's absolutely huge for Jody. This is a big, big ride for him. So he's a big enough price as well. Um, but he has failed to complete now in four of his in four of his last five starts, which is obviously far from ideal. Yeah. Um, Lisp is the one for me pretty much on an identical mark as when um, when running very close in the county hurdle last year. It was only a five-year-old last season, so what he actually achieved was huge. He's six now, looks a lot better over fences. The form has been let down a small bit of that last run by Mr. Fisher and Al Dancer, but you're still talking about two grade one animals there. So Lisp in this handicap, he looks like they've been waiting for something like this and um, I think he's for a horse who's taken so well to fences he's, uh, he's very interesting yeah Lisp is, uh, is the shout there for Alan King and Tom Cannon currently 13 to 2 in the betting for the Grand Annual it's actually a race I have no view on at all which is unusual for me but I really don't so rather than throw a selection at you that I don't really probably not going to get too involved in I'm going to move on and not tackle the Grand Annual no doubt I'll find something at a silly price to lose my money on tomorrow the Martin Pipe Handicap Hurdle is going to close this year's festival, Dermot, as it often does. Last year, I told you your selection, um, early doors, that if it won, I'd never talk about racing again. I failed on that, so I do apologise. But you can go first and uh, give us the winner of this year's Martin Pipe. Yeah, um, the boss's Oscar. I'm just extremely interested in him all year. Brilliant at Christmas. Last time, I'd forgive that run completely. Uh, Sean O'Keefe booked, who's um, who also rides... He cleared a buffo early in the card. He's a jockey who Gordon Elliott has an awful lot of time for. He rode a winner for them at the Dublin Racing Festival. Sean O'Keefe is outstanding. So he's a brilliant booking. Um, and this race, just like the amateur races, it does come down a lot of the time to the better conditionals. Last season, uh, really told that story with John Joe Neal Jr. Jumping the last uh, with Dunham Myler. So it's a really fascinating race. Um, the other one that I mentioned, I have two horses at big odds back than this and the other one is five o'clock for Rich Ritchie and Will Mo and Willie Mullins I've really tr real big trouble saying Willie Mullins' name tonight um, five o'clock was absolutely brilliant last time winning that grade three novice now I know front view is behind and everyone has their eye on him I'm not convinced that front view jumps well enough uh, to win this but 
I do understand that people Some will like him. Some plunge on him. He's now into seven to two favourite. Um, Huge plunge. Like he was nine to two when this market opened up again today, but he's been consistently talked yeah, about. Yeah, same thing happened early doors last year as well. He was just smashed yeah. overnight. Yeah. Uh, front view could he could just be a freak here, really well handicapped and and run these into the floor. But at the odds, I'm happy to take him on. I think five o'clock gives him the weight pretty much for the beating that he gave him last time. So I think he's. Five o'clock is arguably a graded horse running a handicap, but I think there's seven or eight graded horses running here. There'll be plenty who think they are. I mean, Column got, of Fire as well yeah, for Gordon Elliott. That Column was a, of Fire ran well at the Dublin Racing Festival. Huge run last further, time. Yeah. yeah, and uh, he has plenty of class in him. I mean, Headgear on first time as well. You mentioned five o'clock. I like the way you're thinking. His second favourite for Gavin Cromwell and um, Darren Keefe. And then you've got Piley on for Philip Hobbs. He's won his last two starts. And they've been very confident about this horse being pretty good now he's 10 to 1 and again that Hobbs form is a questionable uh, issue but I think you can like we said pick out a good few in here and I, there's one here as well uh, yeah. obviously Sam from uh, Bet Victor put up at the previous night as one of his charity bets which is every breath you take a uh, big big price uh, Keith Dunne who actually put him up in his article as well as one of the horses to watch at the festival if he got in somewhere he's got in here he's got Gavin Bruder on his back who's another brilliant young Irish jockey um, he's very interesting a small bit of money seems to be coming from now as well well I see Bet Victor go 33s I know there are bigger prices available so they've got the inside track yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> they have definitely got the inside track uh, fingers crossed oh being a trader there can you imagine if Sam took money off them oh, uh, Sam's horse it would be sick altogether wouldn't it well you know he's given us simply the bets this week he yeah. gave us sheer skin and now with an interest in a horse in every breath you take just wish you all the very best Sam uh, with that runner in the last it'd be some way to end the festival but really for me and you Demo the boss's Oscar would be some way to end the festival absolutely huge way to end the festival um, horse that we've been big on for a long long time I put him up in my bookmakers.co.uk article um, I had Melon on there as well so I've had a lot of near misses on that article but uh, yeah. I think he's um, I just think he's a very very good horse who's on a low mark and whilst there's he could end up just not being as good as we think he is and there's a few potentially graded horses as I said but I I think he's very good best bet of the day on the last day of the Cheltenham Festival 2020 please best bet of the final day of the Cheltenham Festival for me is um, despite the fact that it's a handicap is Moha Yed with Fury Road just about missing out and you're not going to give us Santini as the best bet Santini is my best obviously my gold cup bet but just at the prices I just can't believe Moha Yed is, is 12 to 1 12 to 1 right now Moha Yed in that county I'm going to go with Time Hill who's also drifting 5 to 1 in the Albert but that thought he's one of the better bets of the week I'm just Fingers crossed Philip Hobbs can deliver with a winner on the last day. Demo, it's been a pleasure to be with you at Chatham. Lads, we're not going to do another podcast now tomorrow. We will do our review podcast of the whole Chatham Festival. We'll get a few other voices involved because I'm sure you're sick and tired of listening to Dermot and me talk about Cheltenham and Cheltenham and Cheltenham. So we'll get a few other voices on for the review when we do that next week. I do wish you all very well for the very last day of the Chatham Festival 2020. It's been a pleasure to have you all aboard on this journey with the preview nights and the podcast. And thanks to bookmakers.co.uk and Bet Victor. Uh, we'll chat to you soon. You've been listening to The Race Hour, brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk, your best bet for tips, news, and bookmaker reviews.